0: Hey, how's it going? Hello? Hi. Yes, hello. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Oh, I was trying to have some interesting background, so there's a window (laughs)
1: because the other
0: option is just a plain white wall. (laughs) Well,
1: have you played around with the the background thing?
0: No, (laughs) not yet because I'm not in that. Many Zoom meetings, so mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, eh, you know, other people can handle white wall. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was uh, zooming with my parents and my sister, and mm. I don't know. When you get into those really long, I don't know, not boring, but you know, those mm. long conversations, you start clicking mm. around and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, then it got a little bit weird. Uh. Was pretty cool ones.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, cool. So I've been doing little voiceover intros because I always forget to. Um, Introduce who I'm talking to because right is talking to you, okay? <laughs> um, so maybe I'll try to do that correctly this time, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, so welcome to I guess, I guess we're calling this Camp COVID. This is yes, number, number four. Um, <laughs> and I have a special guest today, Karen Kwan. So, welcome, Hello. Karen. Hello, <laughs> uh, so just as a sort of a brief intro, do you want to tell us about? The stuff that you research what you're doing now i, I mean we're ta- we're gonna hopefully talk about um your new fellowship
0: a lot right uh, yeah so i just got my phd in chemistry from columbia university i defended last december um so yeah the phd part is done. uh i researched the uh one of the molecules that goes into organic uh light emitting diodes um So that's what I did using a single molecule microscopy. Uh, And yeah, so I am um, trying to work as a freelance science writer. Um, It's going very slow, especially because now with the current COVID-19 situation, a lot of media outlets are freezing their freelance budgets. So, um, but I got into a AAAS Mass Media Fellowship, like uh, Adam just mentioned, uh, and I'll be working for Scientific American this summer. And after that, I'll be going to NYU Journalism School for uh, science, wait, science, health, environment reporting program. Yes,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Cool, that's awesome. So um, I didn't know about NYU, Is this uh is this like a master's program or like yeah. a certificate or?
0: Uh, it's a master's degree program. It's a okay. year and a half long. Uh, I debated over. I talked to a lot of people about should I or shouldn't I go to journalism school, especially because, you know, I've been doing so much schooling. But um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I kind of thought that I want to learn like journalism, like not just like science communication, but like journalism, from like the basics. So that's why I decided to go and they also offered like pretty good financial package. So I was able to afford it. (laughs) So, okay, cool. Yeah.
1: I would imagine uh, putting yourself in New York and, you know, meeting these props and stuff is probably going to be good for networking. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so because Columbia is in New York City, I've been going to NYU uh, that programs uh, events a lot. And just by being there, I talked to so many like editors from like Quartz or like uh, IEEE Spectrum and, you know, other outlets. So it's Mm -hmm. been great. So I'm sure going to school there and actually like tapping into the alumni network will be helpful in the future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have a sense of um, what the other people coming into the program have in terms of education? Like, are they coming out of undergrad or are they like you coming out of a full PhD?
0: Um, so, uh, uh, I think now, um, like at least in the US, like, uh, there are like three prominent programs, uh, in terms of like science communications and science journalism. Um, one is NYU, one is MIT, and the other one is UC Santa Cruz. And I think UC Santa Cruz, like um, they they want someone with like research research experience. That they tend to uh, get people who have PhDs and master's degrees. But I think NYU's um, like they don't require you to have research experience, so I think more people come directory from undergrad or like they did other stuff after um, their science undergrad and then now um, trying to do more science journalism or they come from like just journalist background and trying to specialize in science journalism. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: And you said this was like a sort of a focus on medicine and uh, public health in a sense. Yeah. Or?
0: So the program title is science, uh, science health and environment reporting, um, ah, okay. but they also do like technology. So anything, Anything that falls into like science realm, like medicine, technology, health, environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool. I imagine coming out of, uh, so you're sort of a physics, chemistry, physical chemistry type person. Yeah. Imagine coming out of that sort of background. I know for me, like I don't really know too much about medicine and I feel like getting a a little boost on how to write about medicine properly is probably a good idea
0: right right that's what i was thinking so they have like those specific classes on like you know medical writing and environmental writing and i set in for uh environmental uh journalism class and uh the professor was going over like how to read like environmental papers and i was like oh crap i actually have no idea how this works (laughs) so it was a good class to sit in yeah yeah interesting so that's
1: that's gonna be really cool i can't wait to uh Hear what you go through. I'm, I'm yes. definitely gonna keep uh, keep asking you on Twitter and
0: stuff. Yes, yes, and I'll probably tweet a lot. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but before that, you're you're starting this AAAS fellowship. So yes. Um, I looked into that a little bit, and that mm-hmm. was definitely different from what you're going into, in that they're looking specifically for science students.
0: Right, graduate students, and I think you. Uh, I think you need to be like current graduate students or like a recent graduate. Um, Yeah, so I think, well, this is a, I should probably like look into it, but I think AAAS like first started the program um, with, because they also have like a science policy fellowship. Um, So I'm guessing that like as scientists, we should go into like other fields, you know, other than just research science to, you know, work as like a science journalist and science policymakers, uh, and speak for science ourselves. I guess that's the idea. Um, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's why they require you to be a science graduate student.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: I also, uh, I feel like I'm seeing a growing sentiment of like, scientists should be sort of writing their own stories to some extent, just mm. to like not so much to like cut journalism people out of the loop but I guess some scientists feel like they're not being represented properly in the media maybe?
0: Yeah. I yeah, I see that too. I don't know where I stand to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, there is an advantage of me going into science journalism because I have like I know how to read scientific papers. Although I just said that I don't know how to read environmental (laughs) papers, but like I know how to read like chemistry papers and physics papers. Um, So I guess in that sense, I have an advantage, but then I also see my disadvantage because I sometimes so catch myself thinking and asking questions more like a scientist rather than like a journalist. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other people think. That's what I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I um I sat in on a talk. Um, I guess it was probably last year. So that ComSciCon thing that we went to, we had right. a, our first ever Canadian version. Mm-mm-mm. Um, in Hamilton, where I'm at. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't make the cut, but I did crash some of the <laughs> the lectures. But one <laughs> of the big Very things, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the big things that came out of it was like a, a debate between science communicators and science journalists. Mm-hmm. And I. Th- I don't know. I feel like one of the, the common things that people were coming up with is uh, if you're coming from a science background, maybe you appear biased to like yeah. wanting to talk about science and,
0: you know, prefer boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A more like a cheerleader than like actually looking in with like a critical eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's probably I, good
1: that you're going into the journalism stream
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So like my, I don't know about you, but my motivation of going into like a science uh, journalism was because I, I, like when I was in academia, I saw so many like injustice, especially coming from like an Asian woman living in. uh, So like that was my motivation going to science journalism. I just got like a sick of like sciences, like cuddling of, you know, prominent male scientists are bullies and whatnot. So um, yeah, so I get the... So I definitely want to be more critical of science going into into science journalism. That's why I chose science journalism instead of like just broad science communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I see the point that like scientists could be like a little too cheery when they're um, doing their science communication. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a hard line, um, especially because, you know, like the, so like, um, you know, like the outside of the bubble, I see a lot of, you know, misinformation and like mistrust in science, um, going around. So I get that why scientists want to be more of a advocate for science, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard line.
1: Yeah. I guess on the other hand, uh coming from the science background, you probably have a more critical eye for, you know, misrepresenting things, and maybe you'll be in the position to, like, give science the tough love it needs to, like, yeah. show the public that we're not all biased towards science, that we can actually be critical or something.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to the AAA-S, you're going to be starting with Scientific American, which sounds like probably the best placement one could imagine.
0: Well, there were other um, good uh, outlets that I could choose from, but um, I don't know. Uh, Well, I'm based in New York City, and Scientific American is based in New York City, so that kind of, (laughs) that was, um, uh, that was good that, you know, I didn't have to, like, move to a different place. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of, like, uh, some of the fellows are placed in more, like, traditional newspapers, and I think that would be really cool too, because then you'll actually get to see what like a general newsroom operate, like, uh, you know, covering that city specifically um, with the si- a science background. Um, so yeah, but I guess me working for a Scientific American would be very different for someone who would work for like a Miami Herald. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I guess yeah. you'll be surrounded by people who are steeped in science and... Right. Yeah, if you go to a newspaper, you'll probably be the only person who's really steeped in science.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because, yeah, Scientific American serves like national and international audience compared to like, you know, Miami Herald or like LA Mm -hmm. Times, which would so, I'm guessing that they would still try to cover science that would be more local and like has a local impact. Um, Yeah, so I'm sure it'll be very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So this is a a ten week placement then, Um, yes. And do you have like a? Did you have a start date? Did it get shifted because of all of this stuff?
0: Or Uh, so the orientation that's scheduled in early June is going to be virtual. Um, And I think the rest depends on me and Scientific American. And Mm -hmm. I, we. the editor there and me, and actually, there's another person who also got placed in Scientific American. So, um, us three have been emailing, and um, the editor was talking about like going virtual, so we don't know what the situation will be. Um, yeah,
1: I guess, um, I guess writing like that, there's probably a lot of stuff you can do virtually,
0: yes, it's, that's it's not true, not like
1: being in a lab or something,
0: right? Right, but it. It is, you know, a little sad because I was hoping for that, um, like, newsroom environment where I could get constant p- feedback and see what other veterans are doing um, in the newsroom instead of just me sitting in front of a laptop and writing like I do already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully it clears up and you can actually get in there
0: for yeah. a good portion of it. Yeah, I hope so too.
1: Yeah. Um, so when you're there, I guess you're sort of just you're like another person working at Scientific American, you'll be authoring stuff, or do you have enough sense of how you'll be working?
0: Um, So uh, the AAAS uh, AAAS Mass Media Fellowship specified that you will get byline working there. Um, And I think last year's fellow got like six, eight stories out working for Scientific American. I'm not entirely sure. I forgot the number. I saw it earlier, okay. uh, but yeah, it's all, okay. all up on the fellowship website. Um, so I think you get like enough um, like clips to get your portfolio going. And oh. actually, uh, when I tweeted uh, my placement out, um, the one of the editors, the Scientific American, uh, messaged me on Twitter um, asking if I would be interested in like working on the podcast side. So I oh, guess cool. that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> um honestly like i haven't given much thought because i've been doing just like writing and i haven't like dealt with podcasting before but i think it would be cool so i told him that i'll think about it before i start and let him know yeah yeah that sounds great (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure you're very interested in podcasting (laughs) yeah uh
1: yeah that's really cool i think i actually haven't spent a lot of time on the scientific american podcast side Mm, mm. it's Do you have a sense of, um, are they one of those like things where they have a whole bunch of different little shows or is it like one overarching?
0: Um, so I know they have like a
1: blog where they have a bunch of like mm, sub published stuff. I'm I'm wondering if their podcast situation is sort of like that.
0: I think the podcast is like that too, but I'm not 100% sure (laughs) Uh (laughs) because, you know, like, I mean, a graduate student working in science that I tend to like not listen to science podcasts to be honest. Um yeah, I I mean I used to listen to Nature's podcasts and um Science Friday, but like that was it. And I was like, uh can't listen to any more science. (laughs) Like must listen to something else. Um so yeah, I should really check out Scientific Americans podcasts and um see what they're like and see if I can contribute in any way.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, and there's just so many podcasts out there. It's so hard to like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody
1: can blame me for that.
0: Yeah. I, I totally
1: agree though. I've I'm, I'm, got to, you know, cleanse the palate a little bit with, uh, with podcasts. Yeah. I can't just do science all yeah. the
0: time. Right, right. And I think that's a, like, you know, listening and reading something other than science is a good way to like get new ideas about your science story. So True. Yeah.
1: Certainly learning uh, better storytelling techniques, I think. is Right, probably.
0: right, right.
1: I was talking to, uh, I th- yeah, you heard the podcast with Sumit. We were talking about yeah, how yeah. difficult it is for us to, you know, try to put yourself into the story and write it like a, a narrative coming from a science background.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally understand. I still have a hard time interviewing people, to be honest. huh uh that that does not come natural to me. I don't know how you do this like every week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Uh, if you go back to the first couple it's uh, <laughs> it's a little rough going, but uh yeah. I don't know yeah. you just just keep forcing it and eventually
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I also like I feel like I have better time like speaking one on one and you know that like when like me as a you know interviewee, I know that when I speak to you, this will go up online but if you're interviewing someone for like a written story, like I would maybe get like one quote. And I'm like, oh, like I'm bothering this person for this just one quote. I feel like it's not fair. And you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard, especially because I know how busy scientists are, like how busy graduates and postdocs are. So I feel like, ah, oh, I'm just taking their precious time.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have you have you ever been interviewed have you been on the opposite side somebody coming to you to ask
0: Yeah stuff? yeah I did and I was glad talking to them so I don't know why I feel <laughs> this way <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I it's we should talk to a psychology student or something <laughs> and, and see what the deal is with that because I
0: yeah.
1: I haven't been interviewed but I I get the feeling mm. that when people talk about their stuff they're mm. excited to do so so
0: yeah that's true uh, I think partially it's because that uh, my PI like she hated being interviewed oh. and, uh, yeah so I think that's where I got that idea from so I mean so when I Uh, was interviewed was for a story in CNN like uh, the editor there was asking me about the uh, international student experience which I feel very passionate about so Mm -hmm. I was happy to talk to her but I think for my PI like just like general media inquiries like always flooding her inbox like asking her to comment on something that's not directly related to her research that I think she feels annoyed Um, so yeah it's I, I need to get that out of my system. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, though. Um, if it's something that you're very passionate about, you're mm. definitely going to be more interested and happy to talk about it. Right. And if it's just, like, you know, helping somebody with their own right. know, article that they're writing, it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it. But
0: <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, like, you know, my – so my research was on, like, uh, organic flight-emitting diodes, but, like, my – lab that I used to work in does like cancer cell research and like super cool liquid. Like it's a broad spectrum, but so like, you know, there is a limit, but mm-hmm. she my PI would get like media inquiries about just like random chemistry that she's not really involved in. Yeah, Like, so she's like, Oh, like these people just emailing me, like, don't even know their background, don't even know my background and just like, you know, throwing something out there. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I get why she's not, very media friendly
1: but yeah it's hard for me to empathize with uh, the email inbox of pis like mine gets filled <laughs> up for sure but yeah. theirs I, I just can't even imagine
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> cool so actually this is going to be a little bit more self-serving but i'm curious about your uh, your application and the application process what uh, what went into that
0: uh the triple s yeah oh, tri- yeah Uh, so, so, um, I, I first learned about the fellowship in 2017, I think. Um, so pretty early on. Um, and ever since I found out what it was, I was interested. So I kind of like built my portfolio (laughs) and resume to apply for the fellowship. Um, so, uh, like, I realized that I don't have that many, like, outreach activities. So I did some, like, outreach activities that would, <laughs> oh, this is gonna sound so bad. <laughs> but it's just that, like, I'm not super interested in, like, education side of, um, like, science communication, to be honest. Like, I, yeah, yeah so I definitely was lacking in that. Um, so that's something that I did. And I try to get like as many things published so that I could use um, those as like a a writing sample when I was Mm -hmm. applying for a fellowship. And I think, yeah, I think I had the hardest time um, writing the news article, though, because if you look at the uh, application material list, it has to be based on a study that was within six months of uh, publication. So it had to be, is it for um, 2020, January 1st deadline, the study had to, to be published between 2019, July, June, July, and mm-hmm. two, like that six months period. So like it had, had to be fresh news story. And I was preparing for my defense during the period, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, just finding the article, like, interviewing the authors of the article and writing a news story and getting feedback on it from other people was still, um, like, time crunching. So I actually didn't end up getting, like, comment, outside comment for my um, news story. You know how, like, uh, you have to have, like, outside news source to, uh, like, comment on the study? I-, I didn't get that because no one returned my email in time. So, right, okay. yeah. Um, so that was little so hard. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, other things, like I just, I don't know, I knew ever since I learned that science, uh, writing was a viable career, I've been interested. So I just try to get like as much, uh, like clips out there so that I could use as like a portfolio, uh, okay. in the like AAAS, uh, application and also like other internship applications. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, as far as getting your writing out there, I, I know that you have written and seem to continue are still writing with Massive. Um, any other places that uh, you've been sending stuff leading up oh,
0: um, So yeah, Massive is a new thing, um, but I, I started writing for outside publications through my um, professional society, uh, American, American Chemical Society. Um, so they have, because it's such a big, I think it's the biggest uh, science society in the world, actually. Um, so they have a lot of tiny like student publications that a lot of members are uh, not aware of. Um, so I got my first footing into publication through uh, uh, ACS. So that was really helpful. Um, and other places, I mean, you and I also work for so SoftBytes. So uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So that's <laughs> been really helpful, actually, because um, I don't know about other people, but my experience was that a lot of like student publications and like publications that seemed more accessible to me were willing to take my writing on like experience as scientist rather than the science itself. Um, so. I didn't have enough like clips that cover just like a science and not like, a, you know, like me being a woman scientist or me being international scientist. Um, so South definitely provided an outlet for me to write about just like a science, um, which was good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and other outlets that I tapped into were uh, one of them is called the Cooper Square Review. Um, It's actually NYU's uh, like a project that they're doing um, because they offer a science writing workshop where there are scientists every year and they let um, those uh, people publish somewhere and they made this website called Cooper Square Review so that they could uh, put out their writings and they accept uh, pitches from outside writers as well. So I published like a book review through them and Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh also uh like a new outlet called Sister. Um it's sisters.org. They accept um pitches from women and non-binary writers. Um and they publish a lot of like uh experience as like a woman scientist and any any sort of like a uh, essay op ed type writing. So that's been good too. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'll uh, definitely be linking some of your your stuff yeah. in, in here. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, softbikes has been great. I, I can speak to that a little bit. Yeah. As far as getting, like, personal, I guess, like, less hard science writing and more, like, op-ed type stuff, mm. I, I never really made the, the distinction between those two, but you, you raise a good point. I have, like, mm. no experience whatsoever writing, like, the word I or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe I should be looking into doing that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I wrote more like things that start with I <laughs> um, compared to science things. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I I I don't know about you, but I think that also speaks to like how many outlets are willing to take um, topics that revolve around soft matters. Um, it's it's kind of a hard topic to sell, I think. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which
1: is weird to me because, well, I mean, I'm I'm steeped in it, of course, mm-hmm. and so I'm biased, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's so many cool, fun things you can do with it, but maybe it's not, like, super hard-hitting, like, uh, like medicine is, like, it, you have to really convince somebody to be interested in it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, because um, I was talking to someone, I can't remember, one of my friends, um about this, and she was saying, oh, like... You know, like with medicine or like neuroscience or even like space, like you you look at the sky, there are stars and you have bodies, so you know and you have brains, so like neuroscience and medicine and all those things come natural to more people compared to like my uh, polymer dynamics story mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I get it, but yeah, so maybe that's why I've been having more hard time like writing about science than like a more personal essay or op-ed. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. But hopefully Scientific American will take my soft matter stories. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can, you can change the world for me. So when I graduate, it's easy to sell <laughs> soft
0: matter stories. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so, let's see, what was I planning on asking you, what else was I going to ask you? I don't know, I guess I could just ask you uh, how it's been. All right, so, are you in New York now, or?
0: No, uh, I left New York like three weeks ago, because... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at my in-laws right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like I was working from home anyway, um, trying to like, you know, land my freelance pitches. And then my husband also got laid off because... <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so like he works in uh, music industry and New York City just like um, banned all the like concerts and uh, late night shows, which are the customers of the company that my husband works for so like the company suddenly got like zero clients so oh. there was like zero work so it's just company had to close its doors for a while so we are like you know what let's just go <laughs> so, so yeah. now i'm in vermont yeah okay cool yeah
1: i can kind of see vermont back there it looks yeah. very
0: pretty yes um, nice so yeah, I like it so far. I hope that uh, our apartment in New York City is so well. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was weird packing for Vermont because I didn't we didn't know how long we'll be here. So I packed everything from like fleece hoodie to sleeveless shirt. Um, <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah, this is wild. I
0: can't. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know if it's sinking in yet all of this stuff like
0: yeah it's gonna
1: take such a long time to go back to
0: normal i know i've been doing fine up until this week like like up until last week i was like being so productive like um i i have a piece coming out in slate soon on mm-hmm. like because my green card interview got cancelled and so i'm writing like a again first person essay on that <laughs> for slate yeah. um but yeah, I've been so productive and then I think this week it really sank in that like I I've been in bed all day yesterday with my grade and yeah. So yeah.
1: Wow yeah, that's right. That's cool though. That yeah. Slate. Congrats. That's uh I really like I like that. <laughs> I like their stuff. I I read that all the
0: Yeah, time. I know me too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well hopefully uh I don't know, hopefully things turn around a little bit and feel a yeah. little better.
0: Yeah, thank you. Place nice that you have
1: family around, so...
0: Yeah, I am so glad because, like, you know, my I only have family here through my husband, like all my family's back in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's nice to have family members here that I can rely on in this time yeah. and, yeah, not be stranded in, like, a foreign country. Yeah.
1: hmm And it looks like you have some nice nature to walk around in. Too,
0: yeah, so. yeah. Although, oh... So <laughs> it's been so, like, it's been good so far. Um, and then I think the reason why I started getting, like, migraine this week is, um, so I was walking around a few days ago uh, in the forest alone, and this car that was driving by stopped, and, like, it stopped me and <laughs> was asking me very weird questions. I think he was... um startled to see an Asian girl walking alone in rural Vermont <laughs> and, <laughs> that he stopped me and asked like are you walking alone and I was like yeah and he was like oh I'm just looking out because someone tried to steal my dog
1: <laughs> what the hell
0: I was like did you just say that someone tried to steal your dog and he was like oh I'm just looking out for a neighborhood and I was like Dude, I live right here.
1: <laughs> Are you accusing me of something? Like what the
0: hell? Yeah, like ah, uh, and I think it was such a like a you know racist dog whistle, like accusing Asian like of stealing dog. And It was like there's a Whoa. lot of layers
1: there that I don't like. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's like oh, like I've been having such a good time in Vermont with all the nature, and now you know that's all crashing down. And wow. yeah, so. Cool. Yeah. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Friendly neighborhood.
0: Yeah, I know. oh it, Yeah, that. Uh, that really that bothered me actually a lot. So I think that's kind of what. uh what gave me the whole migraine and me staying in bed yesterday. Us. Uh, I mean, I wish I you know wasn't affected by all these things, but like I'm human. Like.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't know. The, maybe one of the crappier things is he probably didn't know that he was being a dick.
0: Or he yeah. probably wasn't
1: internalizing that he was being right, Didn't right think about it.
0: Right, he probably really thought that, oh, like she doesn't look like she belongs here. I should talk to her to find out what she's up to. <laughs>
1: like subconsciously, I'm sure yeah. all of the, the dickish things were happening, and like he is, you know, he is what yeah. he is, but he probably wasn't on purpose being malicious.
0: Right. Maybe he was. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It
1: just sucks that he's not thinking.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it it sucked.
1: <sighs> now he should probably go steal his dog. <laughs> you should just show him who's boss.
0: <laughs> oh, and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't remember. He was my guy. That's mm. all I remember. <laughs> he was an old guy. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't, you know, probably point to him on a lineup. So yeah <laughs> yeah oh, well. i don't know yeah
1: well uh, thanks so much for talking to me um i should probably oh, let you. you go um yeah. yeah i'll definitely be keeping in touch and uh following your yes. bylines as they come out i'm excited to see all the hey, stuff you
0: get up thank you yeah yeah like i said on twitter um yeah it's been nice like <laughs> listening to you talk to like other people that I know, I was like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) We all have like a same interest, science communications, and like just talking about science communication and like listening to other people talk about science communications. It really made me happy. So thank you. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad
1: you're enjoying it. It's it's getting a lot easier to talk to people online. People Mm -hmm. are more, uh, (laughs) <laughs> free I believe or right. looking for more opportunities to do this right. kind of thing so right. yeah and uh, it's been nice to talk to the other ComSciCon yeah, people. yeah
0: yeah 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 I think I don't know like that ComSciCon was really good like I met so many people with like so many overlapping interests that mm-hmm. yeah I would definitely like to keep in touch with all all, all of them but yeah yeah and certainly like, making it easy you know? Yeah.
1: yeah seeing how people approach it is interesting like i think you're one of the first people i've talked to that is trying to take a hard journalism
0: mm, mm,
1: um angle right. on this a lot of people are very interested in like outreach or teaching or right, something like right
0: right right or even like policy like, yeah so, that's a big yeah. one that
1: i never even thought about
0: right yeah me either yeah
1: i could n- i never would have pictured myself uh getting involved in policy It just yeah. a bristle at the thought but now i'm <laughs> thinking maybe that maybe there's yeah, something I, there
0: yeah i know right <laughs> Like, I was like, huh, like, I mean, so opportunities for me as like a um, international student living in the U.S., um, I don't get same number of opportunities, but still I was right. like, ooh, like it would be cool like if I get to like make science policies and like get involved in the process. Um, but yeah, like policy seems cool too. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know what, that reminds me of that, uh, that last panel at Mm-mm. comps icon, where we had the actual policy expert come in yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: i need to go back through my notes and think about that a bit more Maybe, right
0: right
1: i know there was a lot of stuff there that seemed surprising and interesting that i just never really had time to unpack but now is the time i think
0: right <laughs> right yeah like i've been reading like i also thought like this is a time to like you know recalibrate so i brought like books on like science uh, journalism with me and like been listening to audiobooks that are um, in like a uh, covering related topics and yeah so I think this is a good time to recap calibrate if you can. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: any book recommendations what, what's what's one uh, that we should all read?
0: So well, can I say two <laughs> mm-hmm. talk about two? Mm-hmm. Um, so one audiobook, because, of course, I have hard copy at home, but I left it at home. So I'm <laughs> listening to, I borrowed the audiobook from Brooklyn Library and listening to audiobook instead. It's called uh, Why Trust Science um, by uh, Professor Naomi Rizkes, um of Har- uh, Harvard. Um, so she's a, a science historian. So, like, she's, like, making an argument on how, like, the science is, like, a you know building consensus and like it's a group effort so like people should trust science um right yeah so i don't know it's been good like just thinking about science as a process and like um and because there are there were times before that like science um or like rogue scientists got things wrong and you know made bad judgments um like eugenics or stuff like that so mm-hmm. um it's uh it was good uh, listening to it just like um thinking about those processes in a historical term, and the other one I'm using this as a laptop stand. Um, <laughs> the other one is on writing well. I think this is like a classic book that everyone reads, but this is my first time reading it, and I get why everyone's reading it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, um it it just gives you like how to mm-hmm. write um nonfiction in any subject. So I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: On yes. writing good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, uh, if I could talk a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like uh, when I first um realized that I'm interested in like a science writing, the first thought that came into my mind was uh, English is my second language. Like how am I gonna write in English? Um and yeah I realized that I just need to like you know like what I'm writing about is more important than like the grammatical errors that I'm gonna make like editors can fix that and like I'll get better as I write so like but so like getting over that fear initially was hard as someone who speaks English as a second language but yeah so I'm trying to like read more books on like how to write well
1: I bet you, yeah. I bet you you're going to come out of it, if not already, with just like way more skill than native English speakers. Because I think that's something that a lot of people don't mm. really take a lot of time to think about. Yeah. Certainly if you look at like Facebook, if you have a lot of uh,
0: right, right, <laughs> or that's older true. family
1: members or something, their grammar can be ferocious.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, I never think about my Korean grammar and I, I forgot so much of Korean, but like, I don't give... That much thought about it but since i live in the us now and like try to make a living out of writing in english that like it's been uh it, it's been on my mind and so yeah so i'm thinking about it a lot which probably helps me a lot huh. yeah. yeah cool yeah cool anyway that that is <laughs> end of <laughs> my rant <laughs> okay
1: cool yes <laughs> awesome well yeah thanks again so much this was uh no, no thank you really fun yeah I'm gonna... uh, I'll let you know when this goes up and I'll share it around right Okay,
0: there. cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, good luck with your quarantine and uh, say hello to your dog for me.
1: Oh, I certainly will. You can yeah. say
0: hello to <laughs> her <laughs> Oh, oh, it's, been, it's
1: so cute. been listening in this whole time.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you uh, could hear it
1: on your side, but uh, she's been doing those little tiny dog snores. Oh, thing,
0: really? Oh, I didn't hear.
1: Soothing ASMR for me.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, see you and talk to you again. Bye. See ya. Thanks. Bye.